0: It's here. We're on the 100th episode of the Activate podcast, and it has been a really amazing experience to record these podcasts. You can go back and check out 99 other uh, sermons on the Activate podcast and uh, check out uh, all different Things, all different subjects, all different topics, and uh, what a joy it is to do all this. So let's pray, and let's get right into the 100th episode of the Activate Podcast. What we're talking today uh, about is, um, the title is Doubt Him, and we're talking about, are we going to doubt God, or are we going to trust God? So let's pray together. If you'll bow your hearts with me, wherever you are, let's go before the Father together. God, I thank you for your light that shines in our lives. We thank you that, God, you see things that we don't yet see in our own hearts and lives and the things that are coming in our future. And, Lord, we are so blessed to be able to call on your name and to hear from heaven and to hear your word for our lives. And, Lord, I pray today that you would reveal yourself to each person listening. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to me. Lord, I pray that you would show us things through your word that will help us to be better followers of you. God, I thank you for your word, and I pray that it would go forth in might and in power today. I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Today, uh, we're going to take a look at a very famous portion of scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And many people use this as their, their favorite verse or their life verse, and we're going to dive right into it today. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. This is a lifetime goal. And I'm really thinking it's awesome that this is our 100th episode. And this is really a pivot point. This is really a a marker point. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. There are so many other things that we can trust in besides the Lord, and we're going to dig into what happens when we trust in ourselves rather than the Lord. We're going to dig into what happens when we trust other people rather than the Lord. But first, I want to look at this word, trust. What does it mean to trust the Lord? To trust somebody else is to give them power to hold on to something valuable. If you were just giving away something you didn't care about, you're not really trusting someone with it, you're just giving it away. But trusting someone is to give them something of value that they have some sort of control over. And we're giving the Lord something that is most valuable to us. Trust the Lord with your heart. So to trust God is, is to say, I'm giving you something that's not just extra or, or the leftovers that I have. I'm giving you something of value. And in Proverbs chapter 3, it goes on to say how you can trust the Lord. Because after verses 5 and 6, it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Because then that's an action. After we've trusted the Lord, then we're going to act it out by turning away from evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. And then it says in, in verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth. This is another action step. We trusted and uh, an overflow of that or an action of that is that we would give, actually give our wealth to, those, uh, to the Lord. So honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crop, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I don't know about you, but probably 98% of those listening do not have uh crops and barns and we uh most of us don't have old wine or new wine but what this is talking about is to give the lord the first that means the best the very first of what you have not knowing what's going to come after you set aside first that i'm going to give to the lord So it's not all my crop is going to come in. I'm going to take all the fruit off the vine, so to speak, or I'm going to collect all that I have and then divide it up. And if I have enough, I will give to the Lord. It's giving him the first. It's choosing him first. No matter what comes tomorrow, I've already given to the Lord first. This is an important part of trust, to give God what you have first, not what's left over Not the things that don't matter, but the valuable things. And and we look back at Cain and Abel uh, back in the, the book of Genesis and the account of Cain and Abel is that uh, Cain was bringing things to the Lord and Abel was bringing things to the Lord. But the difference of what they were bringing to the Lord was vastly different. And it wasn't just about assigning a monetary value to what they brought to the Lord. It was the heart in which they did it. And Cain was bringing, begrudgingly bringing his offering before the Lord. And Abel was bringing his very offering best and what this portion in proverbs is talking about and what i believe the lord is speaking to us today is are we bringing him the very best are we bringing him things that are valuable that we uh, look at as important that we value trust is giving something of value and so when it says to to give our first fruits that means to give to the lord first and the blessing that follows that is that your your um vats will bring brim over with new wine and for us today um that doesn't mean that we're going to come into a ownership of a brewery or a winery it means that god is going to bless us with things that bring us joy and things that fulfill us and so uh verse 11 says my son do not despise the lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the lord disciplines those he loves as a father the son, he, as a father, the son he delights in. And we know that Proverbs was written um, by Solomon and it was, it, it was Proverbs of Solomon written to his son. And so that's why we have the verbiage of fathers and sons. And when he says, my son, listen to my instruction, he's writing to literally to his son. So um, there's there's this part of trust. When we look at trust in the Lord with all your heart, this is part of trust that means that we are going to act out what we say in our mind, what we uh, believe. We're going to act it out. And they're, they're showing that you can do this by shunning evil, by actually doing things that would bring honor to God, and by giving actually giving your first fruits to God. Now this is in reference to money, but it's also in reference to our very livelihood, our very lives. And so it has to be our money, but it all, because that is a a God that so easily is worshiped is this God of mammon, this God of money, this God uh, uh, of holding on to trusting our own ability to see ourselves through situations there's the verse in the Bible that says, uh, if the uh, watchmen uh, watch the city without the Lord, they watch in vain. There, there's no point of someone watching over a city. If God wants to destroy a city, he's going to destroy it. Um, and if the Lord doesn't build the house and the builders build in vain, meaning that if the Lord's not in it, then there is there nothing can stand against the Lord. And so when we withhold our money because we think that we need our money to to build ourselves up, then we're not trusting in the Lord. We're trusting in our own selves. We're trusting that we can provide for ourselves. God can move a million different ways. We have to put our trust not in our own money, but in God. We have to put our trust not in our own strength, but in God's. It's so much greater. But we have this blurry line where we try to come alongside and help God out. We have to move on here if we're going to get through all of this. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart. The trust is we act it out by actually doing it. And then we don't despise the Lord's discipline because just as a father disciplines the son that he loves god will shape direct and move us the way that he wants to and trusting him is listening and obeying listening and obeying doing the things that god directs us to do and i'm hopeful that even hearing these verses would help us correct course a little bit correct course a lot and see that we need to trust god and give him the first of everything we have so now we're going to look um at trusting in the Lord sometimes we trust in ourselves sometimes and we talked about this even with our money but also with our emotions with our relationships with our anxiety with our worry with our guilt with our shame with our embarrassment with the look of our things fair with our dreams with our hopes with our fears with our relationships with ourselves are we trusting in ourselves to really see us through to the other side many times we have a a co-agreement with the Lord he is our co-master and the other master in our lives is ourselves and we haven't completely trust him we haven't given him the best we give him what's left over of our lives when we're worried then we run to the father when we are uh, covered in fear then we begin to pray and that's not what God is asking. God is asking that we would trust first in the Lord, that we would trust in the Lord, that we wouldn't trust in ourselves and then the Lord if we run into trouble. But we would trust in the Lord with our first fruits. We would trust in the Lord first. He would be the ground zero of our lives. He would be the beginning, the starting point of our lives. But many times what we do is we trust first in ourselves and we go to God after am i trusting myself to see myself through this life or have i put myself fully in god and then the the even scarier option besides trusting in yourself is trusting in other people when we trust in other people with our our problems with our future with our relationships with our dreams and our hopes then we've we've stepped away from trusting in god there the bible is full of of, of talking about how we should go to other people for godly or, or wise advice absolutely but in the matters of our heart in the matters of the things that would direct our path we need to go to God First, And I'm afraid that many of us are looking for answers in someone else. We're looking to imitate somebody else's life instead of listening to what God has for us. It it says that God disciplines us just like a father would discipline a son. And we know anyone that has children who has two children know that children are so different. And we don't discipline them exactly the same way. Or we don't approach them in exactly the same way because they are uniquely created. You are uniquely created. And God has a plan and a purpose is uniquely set aside for you. In Ephesians, it says that there are good works designed specifically for you to do before the beginning of time, but they're specific to you. And so God needs to be the director of your life, not someone else. We don't go to a self-help book or a Christian self-help book to find the direction for our lives. We find the direction from God. And a lot of times books can come along and be a supplement. But again, the first fruit has to be to God. We're not trusting in others to come through. We're trusting in God to come through. We're not trusting in our boss not to lay us off we're trusting in God to provide for us we're not trusting in our in our spouses to be the joy of our heart we're trusting in the Lord to be the joy of our heart and our spouses come alongside and supplement that but the first thing has to be that we are trusting not in others not in ourselves but in the Lord now, we're gonna look at trust in the Lord with all of your heart. In our heart, there is so many things. Our heart is so valuable. Our heart is the thing that we naturally protect. Our heart encompasses who we are. So when we look at the things that, that, that are so valuable to us, do we place them in the Lord's hands? Our worry. Do we cast all our cares on Him, knowing that He cares for us? Do we take the things that are deep within us and, and bear them before the Lord? Or do we stuff them down deep? and hide things from God. Then we are so much like uh, Cain in Genesis where he kills his brother and tries to hide it from the Lord. The Lord saw. Or like Adam and Eve who eat the fruit and then try to hide from the Lord. He saw. And so when we take things in our lives and we bury them deep rather than bearing them uh, naked before the Lord and say, God, here's is my issue. Here's is my shame. Here's my guilt. Here's my hopes. Here's my dream. Here I am, God. That's trusting in the Lord with your heart. He already knows your deepest thoughts. He already knows what you're scared of. He already knows the things that you worry about. He already knows. So to lay those things bare before the Lord is trusting the Lord with all of your heart. God, I trust you with these relationships that are prickly. God, I put them before you. I don't go to other people. How am I going to fix this this hard relationship? I go before the Lord, and his answers are so much deeper and better. I'm trusting him with my heart. And sometimes when I go before the Lord with a prickly situation, he brings other people into my path, but I know that that person was sent by the Lord because I've already presented it to him, and God definitely uses other people. But I go first to my king. I go first to the Lord with my anxious thoughts. I go to the Lord with my embarrassment, my guilt, my shame. And I say, God, here's how I perceive this. Here's how I'm feeling. And it's the Lord that counsels and washes things away. The Lord can also bring counselors into our lives, but we go first to the Lord. We say, God, where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to speak to? Who have you put in in my sphere of influence in my world that can help me? But God, I bring it to you first. And sometimes in a moment, God can begin to erase things that I. Have been there for years guilt that is built up he can in a moment change or he can send you to someone who can walk alongside you and walk with you and that's the the beauty of the church but our first thing is to trust in the Lord to provide those things to bring those things to the Lord. When we find things in our heart uh, that are that feel unfair when we look at our lives and like, this is not fair, God. I bring it to God. I ask him for direction. I ask him for his insight because it's so much deeper and so much better with my dreams and hopes for the future. I bring those to the Lord and he makes a way. With my relationships, I bring those before the Lord because He has insight into the the very makeup of every person on the planet and He knows exactly what I need. He knows exactly what the people that I'm in relationship with need. And so to hear from heaven, to hear from God is so much more powerful than if I go to another human being, I want to go to a supernatural God, a supernatural God who has proved Himself time and time again. And I want to bring everything first before Him instead of first before myself trying to figure it out in my own strength I don't want to have a co-master I want my master to be Jesus and Jesus alone so when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart we don't lean on our own understanding but in all our ways we give ourselves over to God and he directs our paths When we look into the word, we look at people who did this very thing and it played out in their lives. I look uh, at Mary, the mother of Jesus, how she had to trust in the Lord with all of her heart and lean not on her own understanding. When an angel appeared to her and said she was pregnant with Jesus... There were so many things that could overtake her. And if she ran to herself and her own understanding, her mind would not be able to comprehend or to, to work through this thing that God had asked of her. If she went to other people, the advice of other people would not be the advice of God. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, trusted in the Lord with all of her heart, leaning not on her own understanding of of how the Messiah would come. And and then the Lord came through on her behalf. She acted out the trust. She put the most valuable thing that she had, her very life, into the hands of God, the most valuable thing, not the leftovers. She didn't say, God, yes, I will carry uh, your son Jesus in my womb only if you make sure this, this, and this happens. She said, no, God, I trust you and God worked it out I think about King David and how he needed to trust in the Lord with all of his heart and lean not on his own understanding in his own understanding in my own understanding when someone is anointed as king they become king but David waited and David was was pursued with an army to be killed. And, and yet he trusted that in the Lord. And I'm sure that he brought all of his most trusted things to the Lord. And that because he trusted in the Lord first, with the first fruits of who he was. Because he trusted in the Lord not just in thought, but in action. Then he became king of Israel. Then he was able to see the Lord come through and fulfill the things in his life. It was because of this that he was able to be confronted with his his enemy Saul and not kill him because he had been with Jesus because he had been with God because he had tasted and seen that the Lord was good and he trusted enough in God that when given the opportunity to kill his enemy he didn't do it. It's the same thing that we see played out with Jesus when he sees the people who are going to crucify him and he does nothing because he knew the plan of God. And when we begin to trust in the Lord with our most valuable parts of ourselves, then we don't need to take action above what God has told us to do. It's this beautiful sense, this beautiful grounding of God knows what he's doing. And we don't have to take the reins from God. We can just get our commands from God and do what he says, trusting that he really will work all of this out in the end. The opposite of trusting in God is doubting God. Could we be the people that would say that we uh, <laughs> don't trust in the Lord with all of our heart, that we distrust the Lord with our heart? I hope that that's not the case. I hope that it's that we would trust the Lord. It's those times where we're doubting in the Lord. that Those are the times when we're We're exhausted. The time that we're doubting in God's goodness, the time that we're doubting that God is faithful, the time that we're doubting that God will actually come through, the time that we're doubting God's timing, that's when we're heavy that's when we're exhausted that's when we're backpedaling in our faith that's when we look to the world when we look to our spouse as hypocrites because we're not actually able to place our heaviness before god we've taken on the weight of the world on our own shoulders Or we've taken the weight of our lives and put it on somebody else instead of putting it on God. And then we're so upset when they don't come through for us. They're not supposed to come through for us the way that God is. God will always come through. We don't want to doubt Him. We want to trust Him. We don't want to say, God, I only trust you in certain areas of my life and not the whole thing. I want to trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I want to trust in the Lord in the middle of the difficult season. I want to trust in the Lord when things are good. I want to trust in the Lord when things are a mess i want to go into my prayer space with god when things are ugly i have you know that those times where you're you're ugly crying and you just can't handle it. that's when you bring yourself to god In every season and every time, if we're in community with God, if we're in relationship with God, then we hear from heaven and we have this surety. We have this grounding underneath our feet that no matter what comes, we're trusting in the Lord. I think also of Ruth, who (laughs) trusted in the Lord with all of her heart, leaning not on her own understanding. This was uh, because she was not even of the people of God. She was a Moabite woman, and when her husband died, she went with her mother-in-law. She didn't know what would happen, but she learned to trust in the Lord, the God of, of the Israelite people. And he directed her path in a way that In the natural, we couldn't have pre-planned. In the natural, we couldn't have given her that advice, (laughs) but it came from God. And I believe that also in your life that God wants to supernaturally take care of the deep desires of your heart. And I also believe that God wants to direct your path. I believe that God wants to give you insight of the next step to take in your life. The next way to navigate relationships and anxieties and worries and fears. And he wants to take the most valuable part of you. And say trust me with it. He is the most trustworthy. He is the one with the greatest ability to to see change in our lives. He is the one with the greatest ability to make things happen. If we would trust in the Lord with our most valuable parts of us, and not try to trust in ourselves, and not try to trust in other people, then God will direct our very lives. When I begin to think of one person that's truly alive in Jesus, the impact that that life has on on their community and the people around them is huge. But also the, the strength in that life laid down for Jesus is so beautiful to see that's where you're a light to the world when you've laid your life bare before God and let him direct you because when when you're alive in Christ your life is like a city on a hill and it draws people to God it draws people not to you it draws people not to others it draws people to god and my challenge today to myself my challenge today to you is that we would bring the very guts of who we are the deep parts of our hearts the best parts of us and that we wouldn't hold tight to it but we would lay it before the lord and says say here god here i am here is all of me here is the deepest parts of me i offer it to you the good the difficult the messed up parts and god i want to trust you with all of me and I want to be like Abel who brought, my, brought his best before the Lord, not knowing what would come later, but brought his first fruits. We bring our first and our best before God and saying, whatever comes, God, I know that I'm in the palm of your hand, that God, you care for me even more than you care for the birds of the air or the flowers in the field. God, you care so deeply for your people. We are loved by God. So I'm going to end by just reading those verses to us one more time and letting them sink in, and then we'll pray together. Proverbs 3, starting in verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it, it it cuts right into the very being of who we are. And Lord, I pray that we would each respond today. I pray that we would respond by laying bare before you things that may be deep and buried. That we would lay our lives before you and that God, we would trust you with all of our heart, with all of the pieces of us. That God, we would trust you with our now, with all that's going on right now. And God, we would trust you with our future. God, I pray that we would run to you first and not even to ourselves first not to other people but God that we would run to you and Lord I pray that as you direct and as you guide us Lord I pray that we would be open to the other people that you bring in our path but God I pray that first we would lay ourselves before you That we would trust you. That we would take the valuable pieces of ourselves and hand them over to you. Knowing that you can do exceedingly and abundantly beyond whatever we could come up with for our lives. God, you have a plan and a purpose for us and you love us so much. So Lord, we present ourselves before you and ask that God, you would direct us. That you would truly be the Lord, the master, the the king of our lives. Lord, we lay ourselves down before you you and we ask that you would speak to us, your people. God, we love you and we thank you. We pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining me today on this 100th episode of the Activate Podcast. Uh, I pray that you are blessed and that God continues to speak so clearly into your lives. Thanks for listening.